speak to them. Chapter 2, the word of the Lord said, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Friends, the Lord comes to awaken us to who we are and to whose we are. He comes to awaken us to show us that we've been made alive, that we've been chosen, that we've been handpicked for such a time as this. That we are not accidents, that we are not mistakes, that we are not just randomly picked to be in this world, but we're chosen to be God's hands and feet, to be his heart, to be his vessels. He wants to come to live in us and then he wants to live through us because we've been chosen, handpicked to be alive in this world, in this life, for such a time as this. gets me excited to be here. I don't know about you guys. Come on. Well, hey, my name is Leah, and I am one of the worship directors here at Alive, and if I have not got to meet you, I would love to, and um, man, it's good to see some familiar and unfamiliar faces here tonight. I'm invite you guys to stand, and um, here at Alive, we love to worship Jesus. <laughs> we love to worship him not just through song, but through um, our prayer and ministry time and messages and just with our lives. It's so much more than what we do here on Wednesday nights. It's really a lifestyle that we live. And um, we're just going to start with this song. It's called Our God. And you know, I don't know what your day looked like when you walked in here. Um, for me, I had a pretty good day, to be honest with you. But, you know, sometimes it's not always the best day. But our God is so present in every moment of our lives. And that he's so much greater, so much stronger so much higher than any of our problems. And so no matter what you came in with when you came in this room tonight, whether you're feeling just joyful or whether you're just crying out for breakthrough, we just believe that God wants to meet us here tonight. And so Holy Spirit, we just invite you just to come. We just say, have your way, Jesus. You are so worthy of our praise. Thank you that you are here right now. That you're not just some person we pray to, but that you're, you're someone that lives with inside of us, that your breath is in our lungs, God. And so I just pray that you would come and you would, you would inhabit this praise that we bring you tonight. I pray that we would know you more. Yes, Lord.
Great. 
you do 
never gives me, it never runs out on me. Your love never fails, it never gives me, it never runs out on me. Your love. Let's sing higher. Higher than the mountains that I It never runs out on 
for that promise. Your love will never fail us. You'll never walk away from us. We don't have to do anything for it that you just love us that much. To send your son Jesus to die on the cross so that we could be free. And I just pray that tonight we would just understand a little bit more what it means to be a son or a daughter of yours, God. 
Thank you that in you we find our strength and our hope and our peace. We worship you, Jesus, in your beautiful name. Amen. All right, you guys can take a seat. I'm going to invite our college pastor, Ryan, to come on up and bring an awesome word. Thanks for worshiping with us. Can we give it up for the worship team? Thank you, guys. Man, thank you guys so much for coming out. My name is Ryan. Uh, who was all at worship in the quad last week? Yeah, a lot of you? Cool, cool. So can I ask whose first time is it here tonight with Alive? Yeah? Awesome. Well, thank you so much, a lot of you. I know it definitely takes courage going somewhere new, so thank you so much for coming out. I hope you feel welcomed and feel like family and get plugged in to small groups and all that we're doing. Uh, I know that including myself with, and about 30 other leaders uh, would love to just meet up with you and help you know that uh, you are a vital part of this family and we hope that you really find a place that feels like home. Um, well, again, my name is Ryan. I'm the college pastor. This is crazy, but I've been here four years already. So, um, wow, that voice, whatever you're doing, Austin, that sounds really good. I mean, not that I sound good, but that sounds good, you know. <laughs> um, can we give it up for our sound team back there? They're awesome. Um, so every year we bring on some new leaders, and usually the first couple weeks that they're leading in a live, their eyes are like just, what? <laughs> because there's so much that goes in behind the scenes of a live that makes a live a live. And I just, I don't know why, I was just sitting there, and I just really felt like I was supposed to ask all of the leaders uh, to just stand up, or anyone just that even serves in Alive, can you guys just stand up for me real quick? I know you're probably, half of you are all around doing stuff, but there's a lot of them in here. Can we just honor them real quick and just thank them? A lot of times the people up on the stage or the floor, whatever it's called, uh, or one giving the message or whoever has a mic can kind of seem like they're the ones that make Alive Alive, but it's really the people behind the scenes and there's so many people that pray and that lead small groups and social media and setup team and uh, a big uh, whole crowd that got to our church at 4.30 and packed up a trailer and brought it here. And, and so I just wanted to honor them and say thank you because uh, we wouldn't be here without you guys and you know who you are. So, well, we want to kick off tonight and kind of this next couple of weeks. We love to do different sermon series. And every year we start off with a sermon series and it's just really the vision of Alive. And tonight I'm going to really just share briefly kind of the heartbeat of Alive, which kind of is a little bit of my own story. Uh, I know what God loves to do in us, he loves to do through us. Can you shine that light? Thanks. Um, and uh, so I'm going to kind of introduce kind of how Alive got started, and then we're going to take these next three weeks and kind of break that down. And we have kind of this vision statement. Um, Vanna, if you want to put that slide up there, please. There it is. Um, whose we are, who we are, and what we're meant to do in this life. And I don't know about you, but have you ever wondered what you're meant to do? probably like, yeah, Ryan, a lot of us have. That's why we're at college, trying to figure it out. <laughs> I know when I went to college, I'm from Ohio, I went to Bowling Green State University, um, and then ended up graduating from Cleveland State. Um, but I remember, you know, when I was going to college, everyone's like, you got to find the fraternity or the sorority or the friend group. You got to find the job, and you definitely, definitely got to find your wife or your husband, because you're trying to figure out what you're meant to do in this life. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever felt like that, but it just felt so much pressure. You know, I'm leaving, you know, leaving high school and coming to college. And back then, honestly, I just wanted to party. I wanted to have fun. 
but I didn't know who I was. I didn't know whose I was, and I didn't know what I was meant to do with this one and only life that's been given to me. And I don't know if you resonate with that at all, whether you're there right now or you, you were there or maybe you will be. I know, I know on the flip side, when you're about to graduate college, we have 14 seniors in leadership right now. And I know all, already they're thinking, what am I going to do next year? Where, what am I going to work? Where am I going to go? And there's always that question of what are we meant to do? I think for so much of my life growing up, I put my identity into sports. I put my identity into, honestly, girls I liked, what I looked like, what I, what pe what I thought people thought of me. I put my, all of my identity in me, I hope, in that and, and just trying to fit in and trying to belong somewhere. And I always linked what I did to what I belonged to. And I think it's the other way around because who and what I belong to affects who I am. And who I am affects what I do. And I was given this revelation at 21. Uh, I kind of grew up a believer, but not a belonger, if that makes sense. And it might not, but I'll break it down in a second. I believed in God. I, I tried to say my prayers at night, um, but I was very much living uh, in the world, living for Ryan Otto, doing what I thought would make me happy. Definitely, I would have said I was a Christian. I, I tried to, to pray to God half the time in life and tried to go to church when my grandma made me. Shout out, Grandma. She listens to every podcast. I know you're walking your dog right now listening to me, and I love you. <laughs> what up, Gladys? <laughs> That's her name. She'll probably friend, if you follow the live page, she'll probably friend request you. So don't be, if you get a Gladys Otto, friend request. Don't be surprised. <laughs> Many leaders already have in here. <laughs> um, but man, I would just go to church when my grandma made me. And, uh, you know, I, again, it wasn't real to me. It was just this thing I did because I kind of had to. And when I went to college, I remember uh, I finally thought I found the girl of my dreams. I put everything I had into her. And, and yet I still was empty inside. Have you ever sought after a dream, something that you thought would fulfill you, but then when you thought you got it, you were still a bit empty? You were kind of disappointed. You were kind of left like, whoa, this isn't what I thought I would get. I spent all this time studying for this exam or getting into the University of Illinois or, or whatever that thing is. And not that the thing's bad, but that you put all this weight and all this stuff into it that was never meant to be put into it. Now I am so thankful that that girl that I thought was the girl of my dreams wasn't, and that my wife is the girl of my dreams now, and I'm so in love with her and thankful for her. This is actually our, our first alive in here being married, so what, what? Um, <laughs> dreams happen, miracles happen, amen? Um, but still, like with her being my wife and still being amazing, like I, I'm not meant to put my all my identity in, in, in my life into her hands. Like she is human just like I am. She's like, amen, you're human, sometimes too human. <laughs> but man, like God's meant to carry that. And so I, I went to college and, and I was dating this girl and, and, and again, just putting all of my hope and all my identity into her. She was kind of what defined me and what she wanted to do is what, what I did. Because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I was because I didn't know whose I was. And when I was 21, a, a friend invited me to this church service, and I was like, man, my grandma already makes me go to church enough. I'm definitely not going to another one. And it was a college, a young adult ministry. 
And uh, I remember going uh, because the girl I liked wanted to go. So guys, God, God knows how to get you. <laughs> um, and uh, I went and I remember hearing this message and, and, and seeing people raise their hands. I'm like, whoa, people actually come to church because they want to? That was just a whole new mindset for me. And raising their hands and, and going up for prayer. And people were like laying hands on their shoulders and like talking to them. I was so perplexed. I was like, what the heck is going on? This has never happened at the church that I grew up in. And man, something came over me. And the pastor asked if anyone wanted to give their life to Jesus to come forward. And he promised it would be the best decision that, he, that you ever made. And, and me, again, just being confused. And I was like, well, I grew up in church. Like, I pray. Isn't that enough? And like at that point, it was almost like he knew what I was thinking and said, God just doesn't want you to know about him. He wants you to know him as a friend. And not just as a friend, but as a savior. Not just as a savior, but as a father. And he was, he was using metaphors to the Holy Spirit being the friend and Jesus being our Savior and our Father God being our Father, our Abba, our Dad, who walks through life with us, who helps us, who guides us. And I didn't know Jesus like the way he was describing. And I took a chance later in the summer. Uh, her name was Laura, and we just weren't working out. I knew she wasn't the right one for me, and now I'm so thankful. Amen. Um, <laughs> and, and I just knew she just wasn't the one for me. And I remember going to this church service just, just so empty, so confused, because everything that I put my hope in was eventually taken away. At one point, it was football. Other point, it was money, girls, like whatever. I, I tr it was like chasing after the wind that you just couldn't catch. And I, was, I felt like I was rock bottom. I didn't know what else to do or where to go. And I had this thought. I said, there's churches all around the world. And if God's really real, I don't want to just believe it because a book says it or someone like me now the microphone says it, but I want to believe it because I encounter him, and I know without a doubt in my heart that he is real and he's alive. And I went to this church service, and again, they had one of these altar calls. They didn't do it all the time, but they had it, and it was like the guy was following me around in my life and knew everything about me. He said things to me that only he, that there's no way he could have known, and in that moment, I asked Jesus into my heart, and I said, Lord, I want to know you, as this guy talks about. I want to know you as my friend. I want to know you as my savior, and I want to know you as my father, and I want to be the man that you created me to be. I don't want to keep living one foot in and one foot out. I want to know you, and I want to be the man that you created me to be. And, and back then, I, I was still, I worked out all the time. I thought I was tough. And, but in that moment, I just started sobbing. I just started sobbing. And for the first time, I didn't care what anyone else thought of me because I was captured by love in that moment. When love captures your heart, all fear disappears because perfect love, the perfect love that our Father has for me and has for you casts out that fear. And in that moment, I got a glimpse of whose I was. And I realized that I had it all backwards that I was going to college and I was going, trying to do things 
to figure out what I was meant to do with this life. But I realized that I couldn't figure out what I'm meant to do with this life until I figured out who I am in this life. And I realized, how could I ever know who I truly am in this life if I don't know whose I am in this life? Yes, that rhymes and sounds cool. Thanks, Hope. No, she didn't say it, but (laughs) we know who we are and whose we are. And out of that place, we then can begin to understand what we're meant to do with this one and only precious life. This verse has been on my heart all week, and I've just been kind of thinking about it. And sometimes when you follow the Lord, he just drops movie quotes or things kind of on your heart, and you don't know why. And I just finally like, all right, Lord, why are you giving this to me? I just feel like I'm supposed to read it. And it's from 1 Corinthians. It says this, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside their body, but, he, but they who sin uh, sexually sin against their own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit for those who have Jesus? Jesus is in you whom you have received from God. And here it is. You are not your own. You have been bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your body and your lives. And all the, all the sexual body stuff, that's, that's good, that's truth, but that wasn't the verse in my head. <laughs> um, but it, this verse kept ringing over and over in my head for the last couple of weeks, and I mentioned it briefly last week at Worship on the Quad. And it, said, it says, you are not your own. You have bought, been bought with a price. And friends, in that moment when I experienced God in a real way, just like I experienced my wife on our wedding day or the first time I met her or experienced you in a friendship, in a real person, a tangible thing, in that moment I experienced God. And it wasn't just me being emotional or people hyping something up, but I experienced him in a way that my life was marked, that my life was changed, and I knew that I would never be the fake old Ryanado trying to fit in with people that I once was. But there was something in me that clicked, that shifted. I didn't figure it all out. I didn't know the word of God. I didn't know what the Bible meant. I didn't, I didn't know this Holy Spirit. Like All I knew was that Jesus died for me on the cross because he loved me. And he rose from the dead so that I could be eternally, have eternal life with him one day. And that when I asked him into my heart, a love came into my heart that I've been searching for my whole life but I've never experienced in football or girlfriends or even family or anything I love like I did that day. And I was on the journey of being changed. And 11 or 12 years, how old am I? 12 years later, I'm still on that journey. Here at Alive, we talk a lot about Alive being a family because we really believe that. No, we're not family like your blood family or trying to take anyone's spot. You need to go hang with them on Thanksgiving because they probably cook a lot better meals than we do, even though we might have a turkey Thanksgiving this year, right, Gnomes? But we try to be family. We try to do life. We try to be with you away when you guys are here 
to have small groups, to pray with you, to hang out. We go to a lot of movies. I love movies. We'd go to this awesome fall retreat. Last year, we had 83 students come out. And it's just an amazing weekend, a weekend that there's so many fun memories from. But we do life together because I think that's what Jesus wanted us to do. And when we realize whose we are, which is a lifetime journey, we focus on him, but we also focus on each other because we're not meant to do this life alone. And it was when we're on the journey of focusing on whose we are, we begin to know who we are. And each day as I get to know who and who, more and more who the real Ryan Otto is, then I'm inspired to know what my identity and destiny is in Christ. So for the next three weeks, next week we're going to look at whose we are. We're going to really look deeply into the word of God and look at who our father says he is. Because, we, again, we can't know who we are until we know who he is. And then in two weeks we're going to look at who we are. And then the last one we're going to look like, okay, now that we know whose we are and who we are, what are we meant to do with this life? Not what career are we going to have or not what is our epic life story but day by day when we wake up, who are we meant to be and what are we meant to do? Will you read with me? I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 2. I don't have, a, I think the words will be on the screen. Um, black screen. There we go. <laughs> and it says this. But because of his great love for us, and Lee, if you want to come up here, that'd be good. But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions or sins. It is by grace that you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is grace that we have been saved through faith. And this is not from ourselves. This is, not a, this is a gift from God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in, in advance for us to do. I know that's a long section of scripture. You can just keep that up there, Vanna, and just read that over, guys. A little later in life, I went on this journey called the World Race, which I'm sure I'll bring up a lot this year. And I went on this journey to, to really figure out who I was and what I was meant to do. I went to 11 countries in 11 months with a backpack on and lived in villages, ate rices, rice and beans and connected with the people and just went on this epic journey. And I remember one time reading this chapter, Ephesians 2, and it struck me and it hit me that I have been chosen that you have been chosen before any, before the whole creation of the world has been chosen. We were chosen. We were set apart. We have a saying here that we're alive for such a time as this because we believe that. And every day, no matter what's going on in my life and if I'm struggling or I'm sad or I'm down, I wake up and I say, God, I thank you that today is a gift. And I thank you that today, I, could, I, I don't have to be alive, but you gave me life to be alive. And it reminds me that our life matters. Abigail, that your life matters. 
It's not about what we do in this life. That's good, but it's about who we are. And it's about who we are, Fernando, because it's about whose we are. When MJ and I got married, uh, it's so crazy. I, I, growing up, um, my mom and dad uh, were never married, and, and they had me. Uh, I, my mom got pregnant my freshman year of college, and uh, her life was forever changed because of it. Hopefully now in a good way. But <laughs> And uh, growing up, my, my mom, I, I, I don't think, um, was sure if my dad would stick around and be a part of my life. And so she didn't want to give me his last name. So I actually have my mom's last maiden last name, which is Otto. And growing up, I was kind of ashamed of that because my dad's last name's Doherty. And uh, for some reason, I just never liked my last name, which was Otto. And people always called me Otto, and, you know, they thought it was cool, but I don't know why. Just it felt like that wasn't the name I was supposed to have. And uh, when I liked girls in middle school and high school, I know I'm, I'm confessing and being real, but I would always, like, say, oh, like, say their name with my last name, and, like, it never sounded good. <laughs> like, I, I know girls just usually do that. So, Caleb, have you ever done that? No. All right. Well. <laughs> But, Allie, I know you have, right? You know, maybe. <laughs> so, but I would always say these girls' names, like, you know, and it just never sounded good. And I'm like, I'm never going to be able to marry someone, but then she's definitely not going to want my last name. And, like, when I met, and now I'm married to Mary Jane, like, it's just so God, because she loves palindromes, and my last name's a palindrome, you know, Otto, same way spelled forward and backwards lace, if you ever need to spell it. <laughs> and like she loves my last name and uh, she's like on the gymnastic team here uh, coming back for a six year uh, and uh, we didn't know if her la if they were going to have it, her last name be Horth or you know Horth-Otto uh, but she was deep down I think hoping it was going to be Otto and she got all of her gear the other day and uh, it said Otto on the back of all her gear. And she came home so pumped up and so excited. And she says to me all the time, I'm so honored to have your last name. Because it shows everyone that I belong to you. Friends, when we know whose we are, we know who we belong to. And it forever changes our life. She, I mean, she loves her family, but out of her own choice, she will never acknowledge or recognize herself as a horse anymore because she is forever changed to be an auto, which was her choice and which is our choice when we ask Jesus Christ into our hearts and our lives. And in that moment, he changes us because he comes to us and he loves us so much. He says, I'm not going to force you to follow me, but I promise you if you follow me and you trust me and you let me in, that my plan for your life will be better than your own. I don't make as much money probably as any of my friends in high school, but I know that I am living a much more fulfilled life. That this isn't a job for me to do this, but it is a calling. No, it's not always easy, but it is worth it. And your life with Jesus, whether you know him for a long time or a little time, it won't always be easy. It won't always be perfect, but it will be worth it. 
you will have someone that walks with you step by step and day by day. And just like I tell my leaders all the time, because leadership is hard, anything you do in life that is challenging, that is hard, is usually worth it. The easy things sometimes aren't as meaningful as things that you have to work for and pray for and be intentional to go after. But when you look back at your lives and you look back after this year and when you graduate, you will look back and you will be like, man, that might have been hard. That might have been challenging, but I'm so thankful I went down that path. I'm so thankful that I listened to God. I always joke with MJ and say, life won't always be easy, but I promise it will always be an adventure with, with God and especially with me. That's the promise, friends, that you've been chosen, that your life has been marked. Whether you have him or you're here because a friend invited you, we say all is welcome in this place, all is welcome in this space that we will be a family, that we won't be perfect. I am not perfect, but we will meet you where you're at. We will walk through life with you. We're not the biggest ministry, and we're also not the smallest. But what I tell our leaders and our, 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 our heart is that we'll, we will be the realest because real recognizes real. We don't want to be perfect leaders. We don't want to be perfect people, but we want to be real people that has the love of Jesus in us and through us. So will you join us on this journey? Will you join us on this journey of discovering and learning step by step whose you are, who you are, and what you're meant to do with this one precious life that's been given to you as a gift? Will you pray with me? Father, I just, on my knees, just say thank you, God, for choosing me and my friends to be alive. It says that we are created in your image and that you knew us even when we are in our mother's womb, that you know every hair on our heads, that you've, you've numbered our days and you've chose us to be alive. And I thank you, God, that we get to be alive for something so much greater than ourselves. I thank you, God, that I don't want to just grow old and have a family and, and, and have a dog. Well, I do want to have a family and a dog, but not just a white picket fence and, and be rich. But I want to live for you, God. And I just say even right now in this moment, Lord, I surrender more of my heart and more of my life to you. And Father, I just pray that you would change us and inspire us to help us know whose we are and who we are. And in this one and only life, help us know what we're meant to do each day that we wake up, that we get to be your hands and your feet in this life. And that this life is an epic journey, an epic adventure with each other, but most of all with you. I thank you for the friends and the family that you've chosen for us. I thank you that everyone in this room could have been somewhere else tonight. But as we've prayed, you drew them here. So God, come and have your way. Inspire us and change us. And love us in a way that only you can. Help us.
help us know whose we are, who we are, and what we're meant to do in this life. In Jesus' heavenly name we pray. Amen. Your love has ravished my heart Pull me a little closer, take me a 
your prayer for us that we would know your heart as you know us yeah, if you guys will could you just bow your heads and close your eyes if you're comfortable I just feel like this moment is too precious to pass up and I just feel like the father wants to say if there's anyone in here that doesn't truly know his heart then you want to with all eyes closed except me would you just raise your hand to him in this moment. Thank you, Jesus. He sees you. It's okay. You don't have to do it here. You can go home and in your room and talk to him as a friend. Just speak to him from your heart. He knows you, Christy. you, God, what are you doing? If you are one that raised your hand, we're going to have leaders on the side of the room, and one of them would love to pray with you. We always want to end our nights just with offering prayer. We'll have leaders on both sides of the room, but we just bless you right now in Jesus' name, and know that God sees you and loves you and is with you on the journey. In Jesus' name. Well, guys, I just want to say thank you so much for coming to Alive. Um, we're going to do something different uh, this year. Uh, we're actually going to end the night now where you guys can just go up and get some snacks if you want to and connect with some leaders. But we're also going to have worship for about another half an hour and have prayer. But I just want to say you're free to leave if you need to go do homework or just if you're hungry. Um, I would just ask you to go out in the hallway and, and hang out. But if you, if you want to stay and worship longer and get some prayer, we're going to be here for a couple more songs as well. So thank you so much for coming out. Please get involved. And uh, after the last song, uh, someone from the band will pray us out. But God bless you. And if I don't know you, I'd love to meet you.
one more time. Jesus, I just thank you so much for tonight. And I thank you for the power of your presence. And Lord, I just pray for every person that's in this room. And I just pray that we would know that we are a righteous son and a righteous daughter of God. That no matter where we've been, that you've been there. And no matter where we're going, you're going to be there, God, because you're just that faithful. And we've seen you move mountain, God. We've seen you move them again and again, and we believe that you're going to do it again and again because that's what you do. You're a good father with a good plan for our lives. 
We just thank you for this family. Thank you for this time together. Pray you bless each person in this room as they go and bring them back next Thursday to the church. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hey, thanks to those of you that stayed and worshiped with us. We love you so much. Thank you for coming to Alive, and we will see you next Thursday at the church or this Sunday at church, whatever you want to do. <laughs> love you guys. Bye. Ha